0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's In the Open with Teresa and America. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with mental health at work. Why did you want to bring up this topic?
1: So I, I wanted to bring up this topic because... I think a lot of people struggle with how to actually manage living with a mental health condition or just even talking about mental health stuff at work because it's such a stigmatized topic. And depending on your workplace, it may not necessarily be an open place where you can have these conversations. And then along with that are like the policies and things that logistically, you have to kind of deal with if you are going to pursue any kind of actual support from the company you work for.
0: It's so irritating, though, when people talk about mental health at work, they talk about it like it's some special thing, but everybody struggles with mental health problems. To me, this whole dynamic of mental health at work, it sucks because it feels like it's another thing where we designate how somehow people with mental health challenges are special.
1: I get that. Let me let me say something about what you just said, though. It is special in this way that for so long, the topic of mental health wasn't ever talked about so that by creating a space where it kind of has to be talked about, like by policies and stuff like that, then in some way, it normalizes the conversation when I can go to my boss and be like, yeah, I need to leave every Wednesday at four o'clock because I have therapy, you know? Mm So, so that's, that's why I think it has to be that way until society changes as a whole.
0: Okay. So let's just talk about what it looks like to struggle with mental health challenges at work.
1: I think a lot of people hide any challenges that they have.
0: Yeah. So let's assume that, you know, for most people, you know, you have stuff, we'll call it mental health stuff before you start any job. And one major thing is whether or not you even start to talk to your boss about your challenges.
1: I'm I'm going to go into a new job, and I'm just living my best life. But part mm-hmm. of that life is mental health stuff. Yeah. So making the decision about disclosing, like telling somebody that I may be struggling with my mental health, yeah. you have to consider, is that a need because I need to request something special? Or is that just because I, I want people to know this aspect of myself because it may impact my work? At least that's the way I see it. Yeah.
0: I think everybody does have this moment where you scope out your new workplace and you have to make a decision about whether or not it's going to be a friendly place or yeah. a judgy place.
1: Right. Yeah, completely.
0: Because if we're just honest, like we don't live in a society where people are kind or won't do things to discriminate against you, even though legally they're not supposed to. So you have protective factors, but between like what's legally protective for you and how you're treated, there's so much gray area that the first thing you need to do is try to make sense of whether or not your workplace is friendly.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would even say like even at when you're when you're interviewing but this is this is talking about like a corporation where you interview or whatever but retail and things like that may be a very different kind of space why is it different because we know we mha know that from our research that the retail space has horrible mental health (laughs) it's
0: i've worked in retail Me too. So part of the challenge with retail and food and beverage services, like working at fast food, is that those systems of employment, they don't value employees. They see employees as churn. Churn meaning you're
1: you're You're just doing your job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any person could do your job. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. So maybe just right off the bat, if you know you're going into a job where you're just not valued for the skills that you bring because they can hire someone else, that's a really hard and scary place to be because those jobs are sometimes the most stressful jobs and they will make your mental health problems flare up and it might not be the case that you have any protection. I've certainly talked to a lot of clients who like just get fired because they have to go to the doctors or go to the hospital, Right
1: right any kind of kind of special request is like no your shift is from three to eleven you have to be here there's no other option you know so that limits how comfortable you may feel in actually sharing anything that's mental health related in that space but if you consider the other side of that where you have like a corporation that does value you as a person as a person with set skills that, is a very useful tool to have as part of their group of people then that's where you're making like a judgment call of is is it a safe space for me to go out and tell people well, I'm diagnosed with whatever or I struggle sometimes with anxiety that's where i think it's important to have this conversation so that people that are in this space know that it's not just you that are having these ideas you know it, yeah. It's happening all over the place.
0: And it's just not, it's also not fair to categorize like every retail or like food service organization is, is being so harsh. Correct. Um, Because you see corporations that, hire people and are really unfriendly. And and you see some supermarkets that are really inclusive and really great work environments where they yes. hire lots of people with various diverse backgrounds and they work with you because they care about this yeah. perspective. So Completely.
1: Um, I, I think you're right. You sh- we shouldn't make generalizations.
0: <laughs> so what are some signs? What What is something that a person can do to kind of feel that out? Like, what do you do? What do you do when you go to a new workplace?
1: Um, I just kind of listen to conversations that are like, you know, like if I walk into like the coffee break area, are people joking about something that that makes me uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. or... Maybe, you know, it's like some it's not like I'm intentionally listening out for these things, but it's just part of the normal day to day when just small conversations come up. And maybe I've been in this situation where you're like between two people and they start joking about something. You're like, yeah, that's totally what I'm dealing with. But you don't say anything because they've already made their statements about how they feel.
0: Like when you make friends and you're like, are you cool? Are you not cool? (laughs) Are you judgy and mean? Are you a bully? And you kind of do this with the coworkers you're going to work with and you do this with your supervisor. Yeah, definitely. And if you're working with coworkers who are willing to say things that just sound super judgmental, that that creates an environment that feels like a hostile work environment where it's not hostile like oh somebody's gonna beat you up but the levels of hostility it's like okay this is a place where people will just be okay with making fun of other people or judging people and that makes me feel like i have to deal with that right so it's like
1: if you hear uh you know a side combo and it's like oh yeah rebecca she left for therapy again it's like uh okay, I guess I'm not going to ask for uh, my therapy appointments, right? Or, or this is what happens a lot. People are like, oh,
0: Barbara, she's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Stay away from her. That's what I'm saying. Side convos that are not part of, like, anything that's written down. It's just the way people feel about stuff, and you know whether it's safe or not.
0: But I've been in a really... Difficult work situation where people around me were maybe unfriendly, but I had one person who was like my work wife, someone safe that I could talk to. And more importantly, my relationship with my supervisor, you know, is my supervisor somebody who is a safe person or is my supervisor someone who is going to take that stuff and subtly be like, oh, we can't give Sally work because Sally has X, Y, or Z, and we and we all. I mean, like it's just so easy to slip into that.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And you, you know, you also have to consider it. It's maybe not always the the person who is in that supervisory role that's going to say, "Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this." It may be that safe person where you've come to find that they really. Do function as a support and just kind of mention, yeah, you know, I struggle sometimes with depression.
0: We're all at risk of being on slippery slopes when it comes to being judgmental. The key is, are you in an environment that is willing to grow and learn and support? Or is it going to be an environment where if you say something, even if you're trying to help somebody grow or do or make a change, that you're going to get a slap on the wrist and get punished for speaking your mind.
1: Well, I think that's where you have to, it's a judgment call. It sucks that it does have to end up being the case where I may have to help educate others about my situation. And sometimes people need that, you know, people may be surprised, like I've done this in so many times when I'm working, you know, in outreach and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, I wouldn't ever, you know, deal with somebody who has bipolar. And it's like, how do you know that I don't? and then they're like <laughs> automatically you see their little eyes get all big and stuff and it's like oh i i didn't i didn't mean to and it's like it's okay but you don't know that right so you have to kind of teach them that it's wrong for them to think in that way so, damn boss i'm just saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a brave day
1: <laughs> i i do that i've done that quite regularly
0: I'm too scared, you know, my mostly my stance is I'm, I'm a runner, man. Damn America, you're a fighter. I'm a runner. So I am scoping out my environment. And if it does not feel safe, I run, I hide, I do my thing. And so when people or my friends are like, Oh, my gosh, I'm struggling with my anxiety, my panic. And I'm like, my instinct is to be
1: like, don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) No one is trustworthy. (laughs) i mean i get that that's that's a totally valid way to think about it because in some way or another people get burned when they share you know yeah totally but you know when you think about it in the workplace like um where my mind goes is this idea like yeah i've read all the policies here at x organization and they talk a little bit about mental health and i'm i'm in this place because i need something to help me that i'm like damn i'm going to have to tell somebody i have to yeah. say something here
0: yeah there is it's so hard to come out and be upfront about your mental health challenges at work but there really is power to it and and giving your supervisor at the right moment like that information i think if you have the opportunity to do that it can work out better for you than if you just fall apart and then people just don't know.
1: So what happens though, for people that don't know, tell us a little bit about what happens if, if I tell you, like if you were my supervisor and I tell you, listen, um, I wanted to share that I live with bipolar disorder. I don't think it's going to necessarily impact my work at any time, but If it does, I'll give you a heads up. Does that mean that you then have to like kick it to HR or something like that? What happens?
0: As a supervisor, I don't have to kick that up to HR. As a supervisor, I can go to my HR and look at what resources I have available to make sure that I can help my staff member be prepared. There are a couple of things that are really beneficial as a supervisor to know in advance. One, I am an ally in looking at warning signs. So, like we, as we fall apart, sometimes the people closest to us at work can see that things are that we're struggling earlier. And, and can set you in the right path earlier to get you better. Maybe that's changing your workload. Maybe it's it's before you have to go and ask for an official change according to the law. Me as a supervisor, maybe I can make some changes for you to help de-stress things and prevent the mental health problems getting worse. Okay, And that's the best thing a supervisor can do. Outside of that, I'm also going to be prepared with like resources. So I'm like, okay, if you tell me that you have bipolar disorder... And I start to see problems that I'm going to feel more comfortable to ask you questions like, okay, what are you doing to take care of that? You know, are you seeing a therapist? And I'm just going to ask this as a, as a supervisor who cares, not one that's looking to gather information to be punitive, right? Like the only way a supervisor can be punitive is, is if you are not meeting your workload, so I think as people who live with mental health problems, who are, who struggle and go to work, it is important for us to be aware of when we are productive and what productive looks like and when things get slippery so that we can figure out how to
1: maintain our work job, right? Like yeah. that's like a, a boss can fire you if you stop doing your job. Yeah. Cause in, in this example, like you're very understanding, you know, but I can see where there are other people be like, I don't know what that is. And then all of a sudden, like, I can tell in their face that's like, yeah, this person is not going to be able to understand what I'm dealing with.
0: Okay. And that sucks. So if you're if your boss right off the bat, you can tell that they don't understand what you're trying to say. You don't they don't understand that you're trying to be a good employee. And and all of a sudden they want to elevate things to H.R., you know, I think it's really important to know your rights. And that's partly why if you are sharing that you have a medical condition, mental illnesses are medical conditions are protected by medical conditions under the ADA, that you What's have the certain protections. The ADA is the American with Disabilities Act. Thank you. So, yeah. So it's like that you, there is like an equal hostility with an equal reaction or protection that you have in, as an employee. So. For certain jobs, you know, if you ask for time off and you need to go take care of your mental health problems, it's the same as taking time off for pregnancy.
1: Like when you're saying taking time off, you're talking about maybe being hospitalized, not taking time off to me for me to go just see a doctor. It could be for anything okay, if you feel like it has to be
0: for your mental health, you know it doesn't you you're asking for time off for basically sick leave, okay. so let's just say it's starting with sick leave. If you're in a hostile environment, you don't have to say anything except I'm going to take some time off for sick time, right, you know somebody might ask for documentation, and then certainly, if you start to take more time off, let's say you use all of your paid sick leave. And your company is like, well, you can't use vacation time because that's vacation time. You can't use personal time because that's personal time. So you have to go use your protected FMLA. What you can use for your FMLA is 12 weeks. And that basically says in that 12 week period, unpaid time, even your job can't fire you.
1: So part of what you're talking about, though, is this aspect of realizing that you do have rights. I think that's a key thing. For people that may not feel like they are being supported, I have been in places and in positions where as soon as anything related to mental health was brought into the conversation, like policy was that I had to communicate with HR. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. If you want to have protection about your mental health challenges when it comes to work, you have to communicate very clear clearly to your boss and to HR that you're leaving for medical reasons. That's true. Yeah. Right. So they're going to ask for documentation.
1: Yeah. But it's also this idea, like as a supervisor, you know, making sure that one, I am not in any way hurting the individual who communicates this to me. Especially if you're not, if you've never like been in this situation before, where you're just like, uh, "Thanks for sharing." And I think that if you're not familiar, you just have to say, "I'm I'm not familiar with X, Y, Z. Tell me how I can support you." I think that's a, that's a very important question. But if you are moving the in the direction of disclosing, also being able to tell your supervisor and or whoever else you are telling this is what you know i'm not telling you for any other reason other than for you just to know or you know if you ever catch me kind of like getting really stressed out about something it may be tied to this just let me know it would really be helpful you know that's where i see it but when you start exploring like somebody talking to hr human resources and like the policies in place and like me having to ask for leave like that is overwhelming Oh, it's so scary
0: because you have to work at a place for 12 months and then you have to give 30 days notice. Like there are a lot of people who need to get hospitalized and they don't have 30 days notice. Right. So like the best thing you're doing at that point is just taking sick time and communicating with your supervisor.
1: Yeah. Depending on the company policies, right? Maybe they um, allow you to use other leave if you have it available, so what happens like if, if I wanted to apply to use my, my family medical leave act? What is that? It basically says that if you need to take time off from your work,
0: that you are allowed a certain period of time, 12 weeks of unpaid leave, where your company has to keep your job. Okay. Meaning if you come back after 12 weeks, Your company can put you back in the same job or something equivalent. And during that time, if you have insurance with them, they will keep you on insurance. So they can't fire you because you're on leave. Like they can't fire you if you're pregnant and you took 12 weeks off. Okay. Okay. Okay, So like pregnancy is the easiest thing because we all kind of understand like what happens when you need to take time off because you're pregnant and you have a new kid. The same thing kind of applies for if you are sick with a mental health problem it's considered a health problem. So it, it's protected under the same law. That law is different from asking for accommodations though. So like asking for an accommodation, which is like, okay, I'm having a hard time with doing my job. And I know it's because I have depression. Like this is the most common. So let's say, you know, you have major depression and it's flaring up and you tell your employer, I have depression And I'm starting to have flare-ups. You might tell your boss and ask for what's called an accommodation, where the boss lets you do something like flex your schedule,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: where they're like, okay, you have depression. We want to work with you. You can still do your job. What we can do is flex your schedule so that you don't have to come in at 9 a.m. You can come in at 11 and work till 7.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've heard from different people, folks that I've worked with in the past and such, where... The environments weren't as supportive as they could have been. So by me going, for example, to my supervisor and my supervisors, not at all understanding is like, OK, sorry, dude, I'm going to have to go above your head. And I go directly to H.R. and be like, listen, I'm struggling with X I need help in this way. And the decision from HR, you know, is, well, you have to work with your supervisors. like, well, I've tried to talk to them and they're not helping. Yeah. So you kind of have to let the company policies lead, lead the way, you yeah. know, to be able to then deal with whatever situation you're throwing in front of them. And hopefully they'll be responsive to it. Yeah. You know, there have been other um, experiences where I know, People have shared. HR has gotten involved, and then the coworkers around me, you know, maybe like, oh, so you get special treatment, and it's like, do you want to deal with depression? T-? you know, so it's really about this education around if the company as a whole creates um, a mentally healthy workplace where it is easy for me to talk about these issues and say I need. I need more time off for this, or I'm going to flex my schedule, or I'm going to work from home every Tuesday out of the week, because it helps me not to be driving in my car for four hours. Yeah, I think all those things are very useful. But I don't want to detract from anybody's experience where we're saying really, you know, try to aim for the positive, but the negative may still exist.
0: We talk a lot about workplace mental health and creating mentally healthy workplaces. And The thing about what a company can do or like a supervisor can do is if you're creating a mentally healthy space, if you're a coworker and you want to work and struggle and live in a community that feels welcoming, then you're able to talk about your problems without fear that people are going to judge you. And you have a supervisor who does talk about those problems too. And when things come up, that your supervisor demonstrates that these are
1: common everyday problems, just like getting sick is. For people that are are thinking about this or ha- are at the beginning of their journey and kind of figuring out what they're going to do, it is important to figure out and very actively think about how safe you feel in in sharing this aspect of your life. There are resources available to you. You can always Google. Um, or go to our website, mhnational.org, and look for workplace mental health. There's some information on there. There are also federal offices that give you information around all these issues. I think it is really important about being prepared, being educated about the resources and the rights that you have within this space. I want to finish
0: with giving people something that I think is useful. So if you are wondering if what your rights are, there's actually an awesome resource called the JAN Network, J-A-N, uh, the Job Accommodation Network from the Department of Labor. And you can just call JAN. You can Google it online. The number is one eight hundred five two six seven two three four. 526 7234 and you can just talk to somebody and ask them your question, and they will help you personally figure out how to navigate through that process, which I think is so cool.
1: Yeah, hopefully you're in a in a place where they are very welcome. And you know, here at MHA, we're very lucky to have a place where we can totally be like, "I need a mental health day." See you, people. I'm out, and that that's awesome that we can do that. But not everybody has that, so don't feel like you're alone in figuring this out because we deal with all this stuff all the time all right everyone keep on fighting bye guys have a good one